We're going to start tonight with one topic that was really making waves today following the Conservative Party leadership debate in Edmonton last night, reverberating uh, all over the place today. Pierre Polyev saying if elected as prime minister, he would replace the Bank of Canada governor, Tiff Macklem. Here's how he put it. The Bank of Canada governor has allowed himself to become the ATM machine of this government. And so I would replace him with a new governor who would reinstate our low inflation mandate, protect the purchasing power of our dollar, and honor the working people who earn those dollars. And that's what he had to say. I always hate when people say ATM machine. ATM means, you know, anyway. <laughs> um, the response was pretty swift from other competitors on stage. Here's Jean Charest. Saying that the Bank of Canada is financially illiterate is irresponsible. It creates doubt. If you're an investor looking at coming to Canada and you hear that kind of a statement coming from a member of the House of Commons, you'd think you're in a third world country. We cannot afford to have any leader who goes out there and deliberately undermines the confidence in institutions. Conservatives do not do that. Jean Charest last night in Edmonton. Today, the Bank of Canada didn't have much to say other than they don't comment on political issues and to point out uh, that Governor Macklem has a seven-year period that runs until June 2027. The Prime Minister also weighed in today, saying in the independence of the bank is important for economic stability and our international reputation. The fact that um, one of the leading candidates for the Conservative Party of Canada, the leader of the opposition, seems to profoundly either misunderstand that or not care about the facts at all is uh, somewhat disappointing in an era where we need more responsible leadership, not less. Justin Trudeau, there will no backing down today uh, from Pierre Poliev, uh, to say the least. Joining me now uh, to, to discuss all of this from Ottawa is Conservative strategist Tim Powers, chair of Summa Strategies. Tim, thanks so much. When Ben O'Hara Burns says, will you come on his show and it's 10 o'clock in the East and 7 in the West, you say, yes, sir. How are you, my friend? Good to talk uh, to you. Good to talk to you. I thought you might say, forget it. I'm watching the hockey game. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do have that on at the moment while we're speaking. So, uh, good enough. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll update you accordingly during the conversation. Perfect. Well, if being talked about the next day is the key to winning a debate, uh, Polyev certainly succeeded there, didn't he? He, he did, and hey, look, that's part and parcel of his strategy. The whole idea, I, look, I'm not supporting any candidate in any of this, but I, I, agree, I agree with Mr. Charest and, and the Prime Minister that it's a wacky notion, but that's what Pierre Polyev wants me to say, you to say, and everybody else, because right. part of being talked about, Ben, is having the audience that you're trying to cultivate further uh, support you and endorse you and get more of their friends to do that. Um, Polyev, as you know, is running what could be simplified as an anti-establishment campaign. So when the prime minister says it's a bad idea, when uh, Jean Charest says it's a bad idea, he says, see, look, these people, they don't want to make change. I'll make change for you, regardless of the difficulties that would be involved in, uh, in trying to fire the Bank of Canada, because an act of parliament is required to do that. What's surprising about the strategy, perhaps, is that it seems um, there are so many other things he could be talking about right now. And I get the sense that a lot of his messaging is actually landing quite nicely. It just feels like this one, it could, be, it could come back to haunt him. 
most certainly it could. You know, does this turn into a, um, uh, and you covered it uh, many years ago, a, a moment from a leadership debate that haunts a candidate in a prime ministerial campaign? You'll remember the famous uh, Stefan Dion clip against uh, Michael Ignati from an old liberal debate. You know, uh, it's very difficult to make priorities, Mr. Dion said, and, and yes. that became the basis of the, what, 2008 advertising uh, campaign that the uh, the conservatives ran with great success when Mr. Dion was the leader of the uh, of the Liberal Party. There are a lot of very um, experienced and talented people behind Pierre Polyev's campaign, yep. from John Baird and so on. Um, what's the strategy? I mean, you've pointed out what the strategy is, but it, it just feel it feels like an odd talking about cryptocurrencies uh the the attacks on the bank of canada governor considering inflation is is a problem everywhere there's attacks on the fed too but maybe not so personal uh it just seems like an odd strategy uh, when there is so much you could be criticizing right now uh indeed but i i, I think it's about if you um, look back at the last conservative leadership and uh, Aaron O'Toole won, uh, and you'll remember the controversy about O'Toole's brand. Was he really uh, a hardcore blue Tory or was he more of a progressive conservative? And he won being a hardcore blue conservative, but as his critics would argue, morphed into a progressive conservative. Mr. Polyev is trying to use this opportunity, I think, to say to those who are supporting him that, you know, brand Polyev is brand Polyev, no matter how uncomfortable it may be for people who oppose him. The challenge, of course, with that, Ben, is brand Polyev in and of itself may be enough to win the conservative leadership race, though we won't know that until September 10th. But it's what happens afterwards. I think, again, to put a point on it, they want to have a brand purity with their candidate and are thinking they will have enough time after a leadership race to clean up inconsistencies or outright glaring errors that may come back to haunt them when when the general election comes into play. I have been impressed by just how disciplined and consistent the messaging has been so far in his campaign, though, right from the get-go. Uh, he stuck to one story. He uses the same words over and over again. Um, it has, from a, camp, from a strat- strategic point of view, I thought, been quite effective. Uh, he, he has been consistent, as you say. Uh, and he, uh, he, he wasn't backpedaling today. When David Dodge, on the weekend, the former governor of the Bank of Canada, basically, well, he called BS on everything uh, Polyev is arguing about the root of inflation, the bank's role in it, and cryptocurrency. What did, what did he do uh, but double down? Again, he being Polyev, and you know, again, from your time here in Ottawa and, uh, and working around the world, David Dodge is a figure that's very well regarded, has a ton yeah. of credibility. In other circumstances, people may have backed away from that. And again, I think this builds among Polyev supporters and would-be supporters credibility for him and commitment to him that he knows he needs uh, to become the leader of the Conservative Party. What happens afterwards, again, as I say, uh, has has been problematic for uh, leaders that he's uh, leaders that uh, are now disposed, and he's hoping to succeed. I imagine this NDP liberal um, arrangement, though, because it will give the new leader of the Conservative Party a few years to right whatever wrongs may have been committed uh, during the leadership campaign, it does give them a little more time to, uh, to get their feet wet and to change their tune if need be. 
Maybe. Uh, that's uh, assuming it lasts until 2025. I, look, sure. I, uh, I, I'm not sure it will last that length, but I, it's probably good for another year, year and a half until there's a change of liberal leadership. I don't think Prime Minister Trudeau stays until the end of the term. As you know, he's never going to say that he's going until the moment he announces that he's going. But right. um, though the, the deal is now in place and he says he's staying, I think there's still a large body of audience here that thinks he's probably going to announce his retirement from politics within the next year or so after he's got a couple of legacy pieces done, and then that changes the mechanics of it. But at a minimum, yes, Pierre Polyev, if he wins, or Jean Jaurès or Patrick Brown, whomever, Les and Lewis have, have most certainly a year uh, or longer to do cleanup work and brand building, whatever else they need to do to get ready for a general election. I'm speaking with Tim Powers, the chair of Summa Strategies. A walk in the snow for another Trudeau. That would be an interesting, uh, obviously an interesting <laughs> development. When we come back, uh, a little bit more about how the other members, how the other candidates did on stage last night and where the uh, conservative leadership race goes from here. That's next. Magic internet money fluctuates vastly, 30% or more in one day. And the last thing we should be doing is encouraging our parents and grandparents, along with vulnerable families, to gamble their savings, their retirements in something this risky that's been learned watching late night YouTube videos. I'm speaking with Tim Powers, chair of Summa Strategies, about uh, the conservative leadership race. Uh, back in March, I watched an interview you did with my colleague Eric Sorensen. You said this would not be a pillow fight. It would indeed be a barroom brawl. And uh, while last night they kind of kept the bar very tidy, um, it certainly turned out that way, hasn't it, so far? Well, and you only need to look back last week, uh, right, Ben, uh, the uh, Manning, formerly the Manning Center, Canada Strong Free Network. I mean, all you needed was uh, Vince McMahon in there and Hulk Hogan, and there would have been chairs uh, being thrown around. But you saw flashes. Your clip was a great example of some of the flashes of nastiness um, that exist there. There's certainly no love lost among Mr. Charest, uh and Mr. Polyev, nor among Mr. Brown and Mr. Polyev, as you know, Brown and Polyev were in caucus here together. Even then, they weren't uh, too fond of, of each other. And I, I think what was fascinating about that clip that you played um, is Polyev is somewhat, the, the, the attack would suggest um uh, that Polyev is somewhat concerned with Patrick Brown. He responded afterwards. You played Brown's clip. Um, Brown is the one that, that's hardest to get a read on at the moment. His campaign has almost been subterranean. He hasn't had as visible a presence as the other candidates. Um, he has been out signing up members by all reports, and that's how he previously won the Ontario uh, PC leadership uh, before he had to resign over a, a series of very contentious allegations about his behavior. So, um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, the, those allegations and that uh, alleged behavior uh, all brought up before by Pierre Polyev. So uh, they're not afraid to bring out the brass knuckles here. <laughs> um Patrick Brown, again, we had he wasn't at the Manning debate, so he wasn't involved in the uh, in the brawl. Uh, but you know, I noticed that Polyev went after him today on on social media, and it was the first time I'd seen the, it, that blatant. Um, what's his What's he running for here? I guess he's running as the as the person who can win votes in those areas, the nine hundred fives, the the outskirts of Montreal, the lower mainland that other conservative leaders have lost. 
yeah, he's the guy who can get the urban votes, the, 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 can get votes in the center of cities. He's styled himself as he is the mayor of Brampton, Brampton, large city in Ontario, large city in Canada. Uh, he kept making that point uh, last night. He's also the one who says, look, I can bring new people to the Conservative Party. And that was part of what he did in his brief tenure as leader of the Ontario Party, I'm the guy that uh, can win more seats in Ontario than than anybody has since Stephen Harper, and he, he his uh, critique of, of Polyev is look, he's angry, he's divisive, he was part and parcel of the worst practices that saw the Harper government uh, fail. And Polyev counters, well, you, Patrick, were also part of that. So that's part of the nasty between them, and part of the the appeals they're both trying to uh, drive. The scramble now, I guess, is to June the 3rd, the deadline to sign up members. Mm -hmm. Do we have any concept of how that's going and who's doing well? Um, And I guess that's why uh, Brown wasn't there last week. He said he was out signing up members. Well, and and he was in Atlantic Canada. My part of the world, he claims uh, that he signed up 3,000, which would be something given he's uh, hardly known in in that region. So who knows? We we don't know what's true, Ben. This is the biggest phony war that that I've seen in leadership politics in a very long time. And we won't really get a sense of it probably until mid-June because at some point the Conservative Party will announce how many um, members are eligible for the leadership rate to vote in the leadership race. And we'll be able to tell from previous numbers of who, uh, existing party members, what, what the rate of success was. And then the candidates will begin to trumpet who they brought in and, and, and how all of that uh, has gone, but there's no real numbers out there. The only thing that I've heard the party utter publicly, and it has been published is they, they say they're preparing for a leadership contest, a vote tabulating contest that could involve as many as 500,000 people. So I don't know if that's spin or, um, or close to any sort of reality. Yeah, that'd be double, I guess. I think O'Toole's was it closer was, it to was something right? last time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I only have about 90 seconds left. I was just out of curiosity, your, your, your opinion so far of the race, has it been something worth watching? Are you seeing any ideas that you like? Has it been an edifying experience? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd use edifying. Uh, it, it's been a predictable experience. I, I think, you know, there are factions within the party that are, are, are rearing their heads. I don't know what my, my big concern is what the party will look like after all of this, particularly given the animus among the top three candidates. And, uh, you have to hold the party together first or build it in a different direction if you want to win. I'd, I'd like to see more debate. I'd like to see more thought. I'd like to see some more serious leadership on display as opposed to the gimmicks of modern politics. But it is modern politics, and these gimmicks have worked in other places. And the focus, absolute focus on membership sales uh, seems to be the key. And you feed that uh, with uh, you know enhanced rhetoric and, and other big, tall tales that get people on board. So... You can say that uh, that enthusiasm is not what I have right now. Just uh, just cautious. It's not delusion either. But I don't know what I have right now. I'm just watching. <laughs> I'll let you get back to watching the overtime in the uh, in the Leafs. Oh, uh, there you the go. Leafs You're game as watching well. it too. I couldn't captivate you either. Well, there you go, <laughs> Tim Powers. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take care.